Hello everyone, thanks for tuning in again. You are again listening to Captain Roy's Rusty Rocket Radio Show, the UK geek science fiction fantasy and horror podcast, episode 486, recorded on Wednesday the 24th of May 2023 at 230140. Yes, it's just gone 11 o'clock and we're taping another show. First things first, there is a sound difference from last time, because for the five billionth time, I have again swapped microphones. Yet again, I've swapped from the Shaw SM58 to the Shaw SM7B, because I am very probably insane. And after many, many trial and errors and tests, far too many, I feel that this mic, the SM7B records more information, sounds smoother, and is flatter. On the other hand, I'm not sure that it handles my sibilance very well. It's all a bit of a toss-up, really. Life has been hectic here at Castle Ryanstein, hence that little lull in podcasting. I'll talk about what happened soon. But for now, enjoy my revisit of Earthshock. Yeah, we're doing Earthshock from 1982 tonight. I did say when we did Black Orchid in pod 485 on the 13th. Oh, that long ago that we're about to engage in a whole series of podcasts, and then you didn't hear anything back from me for a number of days. There is a reason for that. It's nothing sinister. It's just that life was very, very busy. But I'm here now. I plan on taping my revisit of Earthshock tonight. Tomorrow, hopefully, I'll be revisiting Time Flight. Almost forgot that for a moment. And then after that, I've got an All Things Geek podcast, the usual thing where I talk about just about everything geeky, apart from Doctor Who. Well, there's probably some Doctor Who creeping into that as well. Oh, it has been a busy day, as all the days have been this week. And the weather, man, the weather has been great and very, very bright and very sunny and very hot. And no air conditioning in my car. Uh, my hair has now got long enough that I don't have to worry about it ending up in my eyes all the time. It was in the hideous ponytail. Now it's just in hideous disarray. I look like some elder version, male version of Sadako. <laughs> Uh, kind of goes with my Bauhaus t-shirt I'm wearing right now. Oh, okay. Let us now get on with the show. Give me a second as I close down some of the extra windows on my PC. I'm not actually taping on my PC, though. Just got the show notes open. I'm taping into... Well, the mic's going into the mixer. The mixer's going into the audio recorder and this time I've remembered to cut off 
audio input from the PC, just in case the PC makes any sounds. And I've also turned off my guitar amp, because that tends to have a little background, not really a hiss, but active electronic sound. Anyway, hopefully everything will sound not terrible tonight. See, I'm really shooting for the stars there. Okay, tonight, as I said, we are talking about the classic Doctor Who story of shock from 1982. Let us start with some notes. The fifth Doctor is played by Peter Davison. His companions are Adric, played by Matthew Waterhouse. Nyssa, played by Sarah Sutton. Sarah Sutton. Sorry, Sarah Sutton. Tegan, played by Janet Fielding. Okay, what you didn't see there is I had to hit the pause button. As it always is, there was a slight amendment to my show notes that I didn't add, and I just noticed as I was reading through them, and that was to do with Beryl Reed, because she is the subject of notable cast this week. Captain Briggs was played by a British actress called Beryl Reed, Beryl Elizabeth Reed, who was a very prolific and extremely famous face on film and TV. She was in a quite famous show called Smiley's People, The Bells of St. Trinian's, the film, and also the film The Assassination Bureau, and many, many more. Too numerous to go through right now, otherwise we'll be here all night. Assassination Bureau, do you remember that comedy with, I think it was Oliver Reed? Anyway, we're already going off track. That is my notable cast member for today. We'll talk a bit more about her later, specifically her role in this. The director was Peter Grimway, the writer Eric Sword, the producer John Nathan Turner. Locations. There was on-location filming at Springwell Quarry in Hot... Oh my god, there's a fox doing it outside. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> there's a traffic and now there's a fox breeding. Just great. Okay, where were we? Yeah. That on-location filming was in Hertfordshire. There was also filming in the studio at BBC Television Centre, Shepherd's Bush, in 1981. Broadcast. This was Season 19, Serial 6, Story 121. Following Black Orchid, which we talked about in Pod 485. Unlike Black Orchid, this contained the usual number of episodes, four, around 25-minute episodes, and was first broadcast from the 8th to the 16th of March, 1982. Let's talk media. And sorry, I'm going to go into too much detail really here. Oh dear, that's a lot of stuff. There was a Target novelization by Ian Martyr. Yeah, Harry Sullivan, one of the earlier companions. That was written in 1983. 
And the audiobook version was read by Peter Davidson in 2012. On video, there was a VHS released in 1992, a DVD Doctor Who 40th Anniversary Celebration, which included special features with Peter Davidson, Janet Fielding, Sarah Sutton, Matthew Waterhouse, Eric Sword, David Banks, the guy who played the cyber leader. Well, sorry, spoiler. Gary Gillett, the editor of Doctor Who magazine and author of Doctor Who from A to Z, Stephen Moffat, Mark Gatiss. Bizarrely, Tim Collins, MP, who was a conservative shadow transport secretary and was part of the special features video because he was apparently a fan. How did he get on there? It's not as if someone in the Beebs said, oh, we should ask the Shadow Secretary. I bet you he got his people in touch. Said, oh, can I do something to do with Doctor Who? I bet he did that. And who can blame him? And that's why <laughs> this random fellow is on the special features and while we're on the special features that accompanied the DVD, there was this comedic claymation in which Adric survives, spoiler, only to be eaten by a dinosaur. And that DVD came out in 2003. And by the way, I'm being so unusually pedantic about this particular release, because this is the version that I watched. On Blu-ray, it was released in Doctor Who, The Doctors Revisited, 5 to 8, which included Vengeance on Varos, Remembrance of the Daleks, and Doctor Who, The Eye of Harmony, slash the television movie, if you remember that. I quite like that. And that also contains some special features, which I'm not going to go into. And that was released in 2013. It was also released as a season 19 box set with Earth Shocked, a documentary in 2018. That was a Blu-ray, which was part of the collection. I just had a quick look, and there's a sealed box set available. I don't know if it was on eBay or something, just Googled it. But it was over 900 quid. <laughs> You'd have to be very, very dedicated with very deep pockets to buy that. Look, I'm not judging. Ah. Zeitgeist, what was happening? On the 8th of March, 1982, again, I could find nothing, and I've had to <laughs> just do that old standby thing that I always do, and go to the UK charts, and unbelievably, number one in the UK charts was Still Tight Fits The Lion Sleeps Tonight, as it was, I believe, last time. And though it's not the sort of thing you want to admit, let alone repeat, I actually had that single, and I'm pretty sure... That was a present for Mum and Dad. <laughs> I think. Maybe Auntie and Uncle. Oh, I don't know. 
So many aunties and uncles back then. Okay, as usual, I'm going to count down to a clip that I will compose while editing, and then we'll talk about what happens. So let us do that now. Rolling clip in three, two, one. I want to go back to my own people. Explode the bomb. Now I'll never know if I was right. Okay, people, hope you enjoyed that. Let me now tell you what happens. Ah, okay. We are on Earth in the year 2526. Soldiers are searching for scientists who are lost in a cave system. The TARDIS arrives. The Doctor finds Adric sulking in his room. Adric feels ignored by the Doctor and unhappy at being teased by the other companions. He is so unhappy that he says he wants to return to his home planet of Alzarius in E-Space. He and the Doctor argue about the immense complexity of navigation Though Adric says he can handle the mathematics. So the Doctor, accompanied by Tegan and Nyssa, goes for a walk in the caves to cool off. Because he's just so irritated by Adric. And back in the TARDIS, Adric commences the complicated calculations required for the journey home. The soldiers down in the caves, begin to die. Something is picking them off. And when they meet the Doctor and his companions, they immediately accuse them of murder. Hardly a novel thing in a Doctor Who adventure. The Doctor, the companions, the soldiers and the scientists together find a hatch and are attacked by sinister, lithe, black-clad, featureless androids. The Doctor suggests to the soldiers that they concentrate their fire, while Adric, who has finished his calculations and is wandering about the caves, sneaks up behind one of the androids, lifts up a large boulder and brings it down on the robot's head, destroying it. Inside the hatch, they find a bomb capable of destroying the entire planet. The Doctor and Adric temporarily jam the detonation signal, being transmitted by the 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 Cybermen, and disable it. Then they and the soldiers take the TARDIS to the source of the transmission, which is on a space freighter that is strewn with corpses. The Doctor and Adric are caught by the crew, again under great suspicion, and taken to Captain Briggs on the bridge. The Cyber Leader and Cybermen begin activating their brethren, which are secreted 
throughout the ship's 15,000 cargo silos, the Cybermen capture the ship and set it on collision course with the Earth. The Cybermen force the Doctor, Nyssa and Tegan back to the TARDIS, leaving the others and Adric to die. They all rush for the escape pods, but at the last moment, Adric turns, steps back into the bridge, and the elevator doors shut behind him. He has done this because he believes that he can stop the crash. His tinkering does take the ship out of warp, Unfortunately, it takes it out of warp 65 million years ago. In the TARDIS, the Doctor breaks Adric's gold star, which was passed to him by Adric earlier on the Cyber Leader's breathing grill in his chest. The Cyber Leader, of course because Cybermen are allergic to gold, or at least they were, is killed, but the TARDIS console is damaged in the struggle, making Adric's rescue impossible. Adric's work ends when a beam from a Cyberman's weapon breaks the ship's console, and he can no longer control the ship. As he plunges to his death and the extinction of the dinosaurs, he says, Now I'll never know if I was right. Wow, what a way to end that. Okay, another break of a couple of seconds while I lower the mic stand so I can sit down. Ooh, my feet are killing me. That was a very dramatic and touching ending. Let's talk about what I thought. Future soldiers fighting underground against ruthless guard droids sounds a lot like the caves of Androzani. The first thing I thought about, though, was I remember watching the beginning of this one back in 1982. I very distinctly remember soldiers with wrist computers running. I thought their look was very realistic as well as futuristic, in retrospect, and particularly because I'm pursuing a very old interest in motorcycling recently, I can see that the soldiers' armour and masks were actually period motocross gear. They also had around their necks those iconic Oakley goggle mask combos that were very popular back then for motocross and for BMX, and that are now extremely expensive collectibles. I said at the top of the show that I'd talk briefly about Beryl Reed again, and let's do that now. Beryl Reed plays the captain of the space freighter, Captain Briggs. Captain Briggs is this no-nonsense, grumpy ship's captain, while she and her female first officer are feminine, they also remain 
hardened and tough space dogs. It's an interesting and refreshing take that you don't see very often in Doctor Who. Well, okay, Leela and Tegan accepted, of course. This next point, I'm hoping will bring in a few comments. Doctor Who is often concerned with time paradoxes, but the explanations as to why they are bad seems to vary. Why can't the Doctor repair the TARDIS and rescue Adric with just a little quick flit back in time? He could still let the ship crash, and the larger historical KT event that polished off the dinosaurs would still be unaffected. Maybe I'm wrong, I never claim to be a Doctor Who expert, but New Who's explanation of time as a big ball of wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey stuff seems as good an explanation as any, as... The way time paradoxes are treated on the show seem more dependent on how it serves the story rather than any logical consistency. I just don't know what's going on as concerns time, which is a bit of a bugger because the whole show is about a bloke who travels in time. Let me know. DM me on Twitter or Mastodon. Or drop me an email, tell me what you think, because I think this is very interesting and very relevant to Doctor Who. Finally, Adric on a spaceship hurtling into the Earth 65 million years ago and causing the end of the dinosaurs is followed by his broken merit badge superimposed on a black background with no theme music as the end credits rolled. It was a powerful ending. They, JNT, really finished Adric off. I'm reminded of JNT's similar no holes barred destruction of K9. Adric's death is a pity, but at least he's given a better send off than poor old K-9. He dies a hero. And for a change, he's not a whiny brat, but a brave and admirable young man, taking on a killer droid in the caves and remaining to prevent the freighter destroying Earth. Goodbye, Adric. You did well. Ah, I feel a bit choked up about this. I have said repeatedly during Adric's tenure that I don't like the character. I don't hate the character, I just don't like him. I do remember when I was a teenager, I was okay with the character. I didn't mind him at all. It's just this time round, he is a little annoying. But seeing how he ended up was oh, pretty traumatic. And... It's very poignant. I mean, he is still a teenager. And he died. Blimey. Trivia. Let's talk trivia. Let's lighten the mood. 
This is the Cyberman's return after Revenge of the Cybermen in 1975. So it's been a good long time since we've had Cybermen. Apparently, I say apparently because I couldn't confirm this, it's the sort of stuff that you find on Wikipedia. Props from the Nostromo, that ship featuring in Alien from 1979, as if I need to tell anyone that, were reused in this. And the last bit of trivia, it's sad again. Adric is seen clutching at a rag as the ship crashes. When I saw that, I thought, what was that? It's familiar, I think. What is that? I looked it up, and it is his older brother, Varsh's belt. It was given to Adric as a keepsake by one of Varsh's friends, Kira, after Varsh is killed, heroically fighting off the Marshmen in full circle, which we talked about in pod 252. 252, that sounds like a very, very long time ago, but actually it isn't. Ah, we have been podcasting a lot. Yeah, that scene at the end was really something else. Adric staring into the camera as the ship just plunges down and explodes. Man. Whew. I'm not really ending on a high point. That's it for my revisit of Earthshock from 1982. But, Whovians, hang on to your time pants. Time pants, they are a thing. They're like those quick and dirty time travel bracelets that are used in New Who. Well, in my head they are. Trousers that (laughs) help you travel in time. (laughs) Wrong trousers? Ah... Very wrong trousers. Where was I? Sorry, I drifted off for a moment. (laughs) Yeah, hang on to your time pants and expect three new episodes in quick succession. We're doing Earthshock now, obviously. I am planning to do Time Flight tomorrow and then a normal All Things Geek non-Who specific episode the day after. Then, after a very short break, we will start Doctor Who Season 20. It's going to be great. It really is going to be great. I'm fired up to doing more Doctor Who, and it's not just because Adric popped his clogs. I'm actually pretty sad about that. But yeah, we are doing more Who. Hmm. Which is good, because sometimes... There isn't that much other geek that I'm doing. Sounds very strange. I'm just so busy. Like I said, I'll talk about that in the non-Who-specific episode. A little bit of geek life stuff. And now, that is it. That is it for the first in this little trio of not really extra episodes, but episodes following each other quickly. 
There's probably a word for that. I am dithering and going off on weird and boring tangents. Sorry about that. Oh, by the way, one thing I've noticed. I think I am quite a slow speaker. And what I did is I went back and listened to a past episode that I did. And on my podcast manager, on my phone, AntennaPod, there is an option to speed up the podcast without altering the pitch. So you don't go all squeaky, you just speak faster. And what I found is I sound incredibly witty when <laughs> you speed up the podcast. And also, it sounds better and just more together. Whereas this sounds probably a bit slow. My delivery isn't rocket fast. Ah, oh, I'm starting to sound like some kind of dullard. Okay, let us finish now. Just when I've warmed up, as usual, every time this happens, I get towards the end and then there's nothing left to say and I just wish there was other stuff we could talk about, but there is nothing. Not right now. But I am recording again tomorrow, so we'll talk then. Until then, the show is produced, presented, and edited by me, Roy Matur, a writer. Matur is spelt M-A-T-H-U-R. Now I'm really self-conscious about speaking too slowly, so I'm going to speed up. You can find more about me or get in touch at RoyMatur.com. If you want to help, please rate and review the show favorably, please, on whatever platform you listen. Recommend it to a friend or mortal enemy. Or click on the contact or support link on the website. Hope you enjoyed that dramatic pause. At this point, I am getting very lispy, so thanks for tuning in. You are listening to Captain Roy's Rusty Rocket Radio Show, the UK geek science fiction, fantasy and horror podcast, episode number... something... He scrolls up. He scrolls down. 486... Recorded on Wednesday the 24th of May 2023, and the time at the end of the show is 23.48.35. Thanks for listening. I am sad to be saying goodbye, but bye-bye for now. Bye.